There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome in. It's the Tim McKernan Show. We're in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. And it is sick. It's so sick. <laughs> it is. I've noticed my five-year-old starting to say that, and I kind of want to... Here's the issue. He's listening to me talk, and right. so he's saying right. my things. No doubt. Um, but I use profanity. Yeah. And then when I don't stop him, if he uses certain words, then he... Just keep saying them over and over again. And I have an issue because I really don't care at all. Sure. But I recognize outside of hanging out with me, it's going to be a problem for him at, say, skewel. Right, right. I or or uh, with other family members who may not have the same perspective as I do on what I consider to be some of... Uh, humanity's second greatest dogma, which is somehow the word shit being cause for yeah. punishment. Right. Phenomenal. And we just kind of go along with it. But I'm picking my spots. So I'll just play along too, and I won't say it on FCC. But if my son says it, I'm like, oh, I guess I got to say, don't say that, even though I don't really believe in it. Because when you say it, I go, yeah, I know, you're right. Oh, God. <laughs> fuck and then I say fuck right now you're just digging a deeper yep. hole yep. Uh, I hope he maybe picks up less on the profanity and more of terms like skewel I think that thank you that's you good. know who said the word skewel who was that this is before my time too so you can't use your somebody in white snake <laughs> it's a nice carryover from balloon party Jackson and I doing our third show in four hours here <laughs> um, yeah I haven't I haven't been consistent with QFTA and I really feel badly now when I was on vacation Albeit a vacation I was doing TMA from, which was my choice for the record. That isn't like passive-aggressive radio criticism. I want to be clear on that. I chose to do it, so I, I have a zero comp complaint about that. But just for the record, I didn't do QFT and I didn't do Balloon Party during that time. Um, and then last week, just have a bunch of stuff going on. We just hired our GM for Sound Story, Peter Rep. And you're a Peter Rep fan, which is interesting because I said I'm looking for another Jackson when, when we put out the net to try to hire mm -hmm. our general manager and you guys have met and you say he's cute yeah i'm a rep for peter rep wow i actually like that yeah I'm, i rep peter rep big fan he, huge fan he literally just is texting me it's like he's listening to our podcast but it's on tape so how is that possible similar, it's not to, really how, on tape. similar to how i applied for the job i'm telling you <laughs> some kind of telepathy so yeah we've been in the process i've said this a couple of times and it's actually led to people who listen to the podcast reaching out to invest in Sound Story, which was not the strategy. I just talk honestly in here. Yeah. And been talking about this, it really in part because I'm learning things that I don't, that I didn't know a damn thing about. And uh, in talking with people who are infinitely more intelligent me, especially than me, and, and especially when it comes to business and raising capital and seed rounds of funding and 
valuations and I mean, this is all, if you go to journalism school, you know, you probably can't do multiplication tables, much less this kind of stuff. (laughs) And then the worst is I'm, I guess by definition, the CEO, uh, and then people ask me questions and then I got to go, well, I don't really understand, but I know I'm in charge. Right, right. Come follow me. I am your leader. I don't, I don't know about it, but I do believe Uh, in it. So... What I try to do, and what I've tried to do really ever since kind of observing the Atlanta group who came in and bought KFNS for $13 million and sold it for a million and a half, which to me wasn't the kind of ROI they were looking for, um, was, okay, I don't know what to do. I just know not to do that, right. and therefore I won't do those things. And I will try to surround myself with people who I think are quality human beings what i consider to have the traits of a quality human being like i don't care if you go to church or believe in god or fuck men or women Mm -hmm. those aren't things i you can do whatever god bless america but i'm talking about the traits there was a post on the tma fan but did you see it because i paid you a compliment and then i was surprised you didn't write appreciate you right which is usually my uh my calling card it's a Tommy Mavish, Tommy Mattern, head of programming, Mattern. just walking by. Yeah, I saw that like a day or two later, and I was like, oh, what's such such nice sentiment? But it was it was, an, it was done by a listener initially, yeah. and he was talking about, I don't know what he was talking about, something that you did on Balloon Party. It was a clip. Oh, I think when you have to do the uh, the live read where you have to alter your voice. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that's an awkward spot for you and for all of the producers on the shows who do the Sports Center updates, I guess. Yeah, but you know gonna... what? You just do you just do it at 25 years old. They asked me to do it, I do it. There you go. But I said ambition work ethic, uh, pleasant attitude. And then, then the thing that I think is I was trying to like, why am I so high on Jackson and now Peter Rep? And I'm going, I know that if I, or if somebody else affiliated with, whether it be sound story or, you know, our, our shows that we work on together, that if you're asked to do it, not only are you going to do it, but you're going to do it. And there's not going to be any like, you know, like when I ask my son to pick up his clothes that he just threw other places, it's like, Ugh. and I go, well, I got to tell you something, brother, that sound you're making, no you got about another month of doing that crap. Yeah. And then you're six years old and we're not putting up with that around here. No doubt. So, uh, so that, that's the kind of stuff that you look for. And then when we're, you know, fortunate enough that Mark Monavani is playing a big role with this business and I've said it before. And then Mark, I wouldn't talk about this except when Mark came in when he was running for county executive and he talked about it. So I'm like, oh, well, if you're going to talk about it, I feel like kind of like, you know, uh, if I were him, I would never talk about my association with me. Mm. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Me talking about my association with him, that's different than somebody who's like up there talking about how like he goes to the dark alleys and deals with somebody like me. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. I hear what you're saying. So he sees things from a totally different perspective. And in, from my viewpoint is one of the most brilliant minds in business that I have been around in my life. It actually, I mean, just to, he's, he's in another world. So to have all that going on with Sound Story um, has taken away from what usually would be, hey, let's go in and do four hours of QFTA, which I know you miss. I do, yeah. So I think we only did one in July. Yeah, wow. How about that? That's nuts. And it's my favorite show to do, yeah. and I only did one of them. So, uh, Jackson, we will uh, we have two here right out of the gate that I think are outstanding um, that we're going to go to on today's QFTA. You are always welcome to email me with anything. Uh, T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. 
uh, questions, uh, comments, and I'd love a summertime erotic story. Yeah, man, like maybe like a like a first date at a park, and then something happens. Yeah, give me something good. And you now have a girlfriend. No, I wouldn't go that far. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna fold. I I picked up the read that that that's the case. But you've seen alas multiple times. Yes. Yes. Would you consider yourself exclusive? Probably not. And that's because you believe in open relationships and polyamory, which is all the rage with the twenties. No, I uh, mostly because we just haven't had that conversation yet. Just because, kind of, I'm a, such a go with the flow guy, especially when it comes to relationships. I'm a. Uh, my father always told me in basketball, "Let the game come to you." No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I like how you answered that. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I kind of let the game come to me. Don't try to force anything. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be kind of thing. So you know what? Take it day by day. Keep chopping wood. Does she know what you do? She does, yeah. Does she listen? Uh, she's like listened like uh, once. We're hard to find. Right, and I don't think, uh, you know, we're necessarily what she's looking for. What is uh, she looking for? Some better, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Um, just a bit, probably not. So then I can ask a couple of questions without feeling... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like I've given out. Gonna, I've never given out her name. Listen, no one has any. Well, no. Idea. I mean, I wouldn't. I bet. I mean, I don't know if you. If she, right. if she, even if the audience doesn't know her name, if she's going to be listening to this, then maybe it would be awkward right. for me to ask if you've entered her. <laughs> well, Tim. That's so. That's a yes. Do you get the idea that she's uh, into the soft touch of a female? Because I think that can enhance a relationship early on, and then you can buy stock in it. At least this is how I view things. Haven't gotten that sense. Friends. Really, is that right? Really? I haven't gotten the sense. How'd you meet? Uh, mutual friends, known her since right. college. Hmm. That one, I'm, I'm going to call. I'm going to see what you do on the turn on that one. I picked a little something up. Yeah, no, mutual friends. I mean, kind of running the same circles, similar circles, if nothing else. And, All right, uh, I'm going to fold. I'll lay it down. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, she's cool. She's cool, and um, that's probably as, about as much as I'll, I'll, I'll give away. That was your way of politely saying no, I mean, enough, I don't really enough care. questions. I don't really fuck care. boy. <laughs> I don't really care. I mean, what's the, like I said, I, no one knows who she is, so I, I'm kind of playing on Yeah, but what if she, one of her friends listens to the podcast and says, hey, Doris, they were talking about you on the on that Tim McKernan show podcast. Yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, you know, this podcast I was listening to, I was listening to an old episode, it's called Fuck My Shit Locker. <laughs> And then I went, I saw they had a new episode and you were mentioned. I don't see that conversation happening, but you know, I could be wrong. I've been fooled before, Tim. You never know. Uh, sometimes it's uh, this podcast will surprise you. It is presented to you by thehomeloanexpert.com. That's Ryan Kelly online at thehomeloanexpert.com. I keep getting, I'm telling you, I usually think, I know you're not there yet, uh, but with home buying, I really feel like homes usually like flood the market in March, April, May, June, or excuse me, March, April, May, June. Yeah, March, April, May, June. But God almighty, I am getting a bunch in my email here over the last seven days, and that's surprising. And the reason being because families, which, of course, St. Louis is made up of by, I think, a higher population than other cities of our size and certainly larger, they don't want to be moving in August or September. Why? Skewel. Right. Once again. Plus, I think June, July, that's a good time to move. People are off of work sometimes, or if they're teaching, you know, they're off school, they can help you move. No one wants to move in December. So, yeah, I'm surprised by the mark. I don't know what that's about, but either way, uh, once you get a home, uh, get it uh, taken care of with thehomeloanexpert.com, and then you get it insured with James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 to go online at carltoninsurance.net. He is my insurance agent. I think the world of him, 319 people who have... 
uh, done business with him, have left a five-star review on Google. Uh, so that gives you an idea of the kind of service he offers and his staff offers. It's James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Tell the people about uh, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Yeah, I had a conversation yesterday with someone who was like, I don't know. I'm having my first phone call with Mark Hanna. No. I'm excited, but I just don't know what I'm going to talk about. I'm like, don't worry about it. Mark Hanna's going to have some questions for you. And at the end of it, after a truly, like truly, truly wonderful conversation you'll have with Mark, he'll have an idea of a plan for you. And it's custom made for you, not just a cookie cutter plan based on how much money you make right now or your age or your demographic. Like, that's not how he does it. He wants to learn about you so he can create a custom plan for you. Then if you have to make adjustments down the road, which plenty of people do, no. Life has no. plenty of variables. No, no. Get on the phone with him again. You're going to feel better getting off the phone than when you get it on it. And to me, that is worth everything. That's why I work with Mark Hanna. That's why you should work with Mark Hanna. 314-889-0503. Go online at evergreenstl.com. I can't say enough good things about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Say the same thing about Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson and Peter Munganess at Munganess St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Uh, they're online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. If you are looking for a newer pre-owned car, all you got to do is listen to this podcast close the podcast window you're still listening to my voice which is really something else uh and then you go to st or altontoyota.com and you can go shopping for a vehicle from munganas while you're listening to the podcast they also have the secret number you can call or text with questions or comments and that number is 314-252-0029 and finally should you run into any hvac issues uh, seth goldcamp and design air heating and cooling is the official hvac provider of the tim mckernan show and of uh tma and uh, work with Seth. I've gotten to know him. He has been uh, working with us for, I think, seven years now. And Doug Vaughn and I are both clients. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling. If you run into air conditioning issues, you just go to designairservice.com. Click book now, and a service tech will be out there very quickly. They're the best. I have been thrilled with my experience with Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. All right. I'm, I've got a number. And you have to choose between one or two. Two, always two. All right, that's what I was holding up. You now see the two fingers. And so you get this one. Hi, Tim and Jackson. Hey. I find it amazing that the St. Louis sports media... The media in this town is soft! <laughs> All right, I love this question. I find it amazing that the St. Louis sports media accused the L.A. sports media of a recruiting campaign to get Nolan Arenado, while it was clear, in my opinion, the St. Louis sports media had its own campaign to kill a potential trade. The question is, why did the St. Louis sports media do this? My conspiracy is they are scared shitless of losing their jobs without a strong Cardinal team. Sports media people are getting laid off right and left, and if you have bad blues and bad Cardinals teams, that could lead to media cutting local sports jobs. Maybe. St. Louis sports media is scared about their future, and rightfully so, and without a great Cardinal team, that fear could be increasing. My opinion is this was a campaign to kill the Nolan Arenado trade for self-interest. Thanks, Hunchback of On Castle. Uh, Jackson, I thought that the way that that played out was surprising but I do not share the hunchback of Vaughn Castle, who is a TMA texter, listener, and QFTA texter and listener, so I'm familiar with him. This isn't uh, from a burner. But I don't share his opinion for the reasoning for it. But then at the same time, I don't necessarily know what the reasoning for it was. For those who are not familiar with it, um, the L.A. Times, a writer by the name of Jorge Castillo, reported last Thursday. Yep, you texted it to me on uh, Thursday. And this is uh, Thursday, Tuesday, August 1st, as we're talking, so five days ago, that the Cardinals and Dodgers had engaged in trade talks that involved Nolan Arenado, and that Nolan Arenado uh, 
somehow via his agent or otherwise uh, the Dodgers know that Arenado will only waive his non his no trade clause for the Dodgers. Uh, Jorge Castillo, by the way, is 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 not necessarily even a sports writer. He went to Yale and he covers bigger things than the Dodgers. And when you're in Los Angeles, you know the Dodgers are a pretty big thing. Um, and so that that was, you know, St. Louis sports media. I honestly don't know what the St. Louis sports media is saying. That's not that's not an act. I don't know why it would be an act, but just it's it's just really blunt. Um, I read is what I do. I don't listen to local sports shows. Mm-hmm. That's not because, um, I, I, I suppose sometimes I'm driving, I will be listening to 101 ESPN. For the most part, I listen to podcasts and I read. So I read a lot of Derek Gould. I read a lot of Ben Fredrickson. Uh, I read a lot of The Athletic. And then I'll read a variety of papers, the links you send. And I'm, I subscribe to the LA Times, Washington Post, New York Times, New York Post, The Athletic. Uh, amongst um, others. So with that all said, I can't say what like broadcasters were saying, but I can tell you my reaction when I, I didn't realize when I posted the link to the LA Times story that it hadn't really made its way around social media at the time. And what was surprising to me is somebody who isn't really active on Twitter anymore and now known as X, that it was immediately received by fans. And this had nothing to do with the media as being fake news. My theory, and I've, I've kind of delved into this today on TMA and on Balloon Party, is my, my theory is fans did not want to believe it's true because if it is true, that means the Cardinals are going into a rebuild mode for the first time since the early 1990s. Yeah. That's what that would have meant, early to mid 1990s I suppose 95 would be the last time the Cardinals had like a bucket of shit season. That's when Joe Torre was fired. It's when they traded away Todd Zeal, which is a name that probably means very little to you, but he was a highly touted prospect gotcha. for a time when the Cardinals really didn't have a whole lot going on. And uh, also it was coming off of uh, the strike that shut down baseball in 94, and there was no World Series when the Montreal Expos looked like the best team in baseball. So um, that is, that's what I think is going on. I don't think, take your pick of whomever in the St. Louis sports media, because when you say St. Louis sports media, I don't know who you're talking about. Um like as in like it like I know what Ben Fredrickson and Derek Gould wrote and what Katie Wu wrote, and am I leaving anybody out? I'm not trying to. I just but, no, but no, as far no. as like people who host shows, I don't know yeah. necessarily what yeah. what they were saying. Like it's fake. Um, so and, and and I don't know Katie at all. Um, but I definitely know Ben and Derek. I they worked with me at at KFNS and at 9:20, I believe. Um, and I think very highly of of their writing and i like them but you can like somebody and just disagree with them you know hell so uh i just disagreed with the premise that the los angeles media was recruiting i I don't believe that i mean we had jorge castillo on um, balloon party and jorge castillo said uh, he spoke with another you you were you were there so you would know did he say he spoke with another writer or with another team was it a writer who covered another team i thought another it was another team, team. okay i, I thought it was, I thought another, it was another team, team yeah. as well so i just but i wanted to, to to corroborate that so he spoke with another team which was interested in arenado they called on arenado and were told that he is only open to the dodgers right so to suggest that Jorge Castillo and anybody else at the LA Times or Los Angeles was operating on behalf of the Los Angeles Dodgers is 
knowingly, by the way, that would be pretty insulting to those people. I don't think that's the way things necessarily work. Doug and I got in a discussion of that on TMA this morning. Iggy kind of tried to clarify, I guess, where he was coming from with John Heyman and his relationship with Scott Boris. I don't think reporters knowingly are pawns of agents or executives. I think they get tips, and then they're in the business of getting scoops, and so then they run to Twitter and stories with them, and they hope that they get to break stories if they also report the things as they develop a relationship with the head football coaches. I think it gets used a lot in college football and in the the pros and certainly around trade deadline. So I don't think anybody was doing anything nefarious, but Jorge Castillo is an accomplished writer, and the way that he was received by St. Louis fans was, oh, this is fake news. There's no way. And I'm just like, well, how do you know? And what it took me back to, and now you were in high school probably when the Rams thing happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. I lived that. And and now it's kind of like the Wilson Contreras thing. Boy, I hated the Wilson Contreras signing. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Because I caught a bunch of hell for saying I didn't like the yep. Wilson Contreras signing. I remember that. The Dexter Fowler thing. I didn't like the Dexter Fowler thing. Man, that was a disaster. Well, that was received with like 90% approval. So also to not, and I fucked plenty of things up. These happened to be two that I was right on. And TMA as a whole was right on the Ram situation. And we caught a lot of hell. And that one wasn't like a week. That was starting in January of 2012 until January of 2016, in which uh, a lot of people were pissed we wouldn't talk about the games and we would talk about the moving. Right. And I'm thinking, I have a responsibility as a host of a show to talk about what is probably the biggest story sports-wise I'm going to ever talk about on TMA, which is another team moving out of St. Louis. It's, it's So they might have beaten Russell Wilson and surprised the world one day, but it still doesn't change the fact that they are working on moving. And we were in the minority relative to St. Louis at that time talking about that and or saying that they were going to move or it's something to keep an eye on and I think that what was going on is it was unpopular, and so people didn't want to hear it because it wasn't positive. And I think that is a way in which people consume their media here over the last, I don't know, I think you can go take it back to the 1990s, actually, but certainly it's picked up in its intensity recently, is that you select your media based on what's going to com- confirm your already preconceived notion. So, for example, politically, if you are a Trump fan, you're probably not tuning into Rachel Maddow. Doubtful. And if you hate Donald Trump, you're probably not tuning in to take your pick of whatever conservative outlet um, is going to be supporting him. I would have said Fox News, but now my understanding is Fox News is too liberal. (laughs) Uh, And so it's now uh, different places to go to get your fill. So... um, that is that's what I think was going on with that. I do not think I really don't like I adamantly don't not that I'm like upset that, uh, by the suggestion from the hunchback of on castle, but I just don't think that that was what the thought process was at all. Because if anything, if you want to like play that out and say that um, I would say it's it's good for business from as weird as it might sound if Nolan Arnado got traded, because even though it wouldn't necessarily be short term positive for the Cardinals the angst it would create locally would lead to more readership and I suppose listenership. Now that's not how I make my money, but I have an idea of how the business works. And and therefore I think it would be uh, beneficial as weird as that may sound 
Uh, you might say that means the team's going to be bad, but I don't necessarily think the Cardinals would have traded on Arnato for uh, nothing. And that's why I think John Mazalek didn't issue a statement saying that they were not trading him because they were considering and they wanted to see what the Dodgers were coming to the table with. Oh, yeah. And then when it got to a point where they were like, well, that's not going to be enough, then he made the statement, which is the right thing to do. Might not like John Mazalek, but I think he did the right thing there. Jackson, your thoughts? Yeah, I think that, for one, on the on the front of, you know, writers are trying to keep their jobs and stuff like winning or losing like cardinal baseball no matter what they do is going to have interest and honestly because it's so rare that they are in the position that they're in there is a i would assume i don't i don't have any numbers in front of me but an increase in people like what is going on with the cardinals and where do they go local media i would assume that the same thing's going on right now in queens new york with how bad the mets have been based on what they spent i bet a lot of people are tuning in to new york sports talk radio and reading new york sports writers right now so there is a market like for that. Like just because your team is bad doesn't mean people are become instantly uninterested in what's the goings and comings and comings and goings. Comings and goings. Indeed, Jiminy Glick. Um, and then on the Jorge Castilla thing, like yes, it would be odd for the Cardinals to trade Nolan Arenado uh, if they are trying to be competitive going forward. And because of his age and how much years he has left on his contract, it's also weird for a team to have both Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado and Jordan Walker and Wilson Contreras and be in the position they're in in the NL Central. So it's not crazy to think that the guy who's from Southern California would waive his no-trade clause and possibly go to the Dodgers based on where the Cardinals are currently at. So I don't think it was as outrageous as people were making it seem. And Jorge Castillo, from the research I did, is a very accomplished writer who went to Yale, works for the L.A. Times, like you said, doing bigger things than just L.A. Dodger baseball. So, no, I don't think he's in the business of making things up for clickbait. Like, that's not what I got the impression that his brand of – media coverage is like there are people out there like that don't get me wrong you're not like out of your mind to think that sometimes people do put out headlines for clicks that's certainly the case i don't think it's coming from jorge castillo of the la times yeah and then and so that was the part that surprised me uh was the reaction and um you know hey maybe maybe i'm wrong you know listen i i I am of the opinion that the cardinals absolutely discuss Nolan Arenado with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And for the record, I think that's the right thing to do. Right, it's proactive. I also think it's the right thing to do to not issue a statement that you're not trading Nolan Arenado when you have people coming after you for Nolan Arenado, and it could benefit your team that has no chance of winning a World Series this year, much less being in the playoffs, and hearing what they have to say. So why would you go out and damage your credibility and say we are not trading Nolan Arenado and then all of a sudden the Dodgers come back or somebody else, if Arenado would be open to it, and gives you a package. You go, oh, my God, how can we turn this down? Right. Or now we have two teams bidding for him. Why would you do that? Right. What? I mean, but at the same time, you know, if you haven't been in that spot where you're, a com- you know, in a spot where you have a commodity when somebody's bidding back and forth, I understand how people wouldn't necessarily know that. Um, that's one thing. But to just dismiss someone as making something up uh, or doing the bidding for an organization, wow, that's a serious thing. Yeah, and, and, you know, with with the Jordan Hicks thing, which I was immediately skeptical of, um, tweeted out a gif of a guy with a 10-4 and moving his chips all in in poker. I don't know how many people caught the reference. But my point was, this is is like a bad bluff, you know, but I didn't think Katie Wu was like, no. oh, I'll work for you guys. I'll report that. I'm sure some, I shouldn't say I'm sure. My belief is, is that someone with the Cardinals said, hey, 
uh, we're here working with Jordan Hicks and his agent in Phoenix while the Cardinals are playing the Diamondbacks. We're working on an extension. What do I really think was going on? They weren't getting as much as they thought for Jordan Hicks, and they were trying to increase the action. And as it turned out, the place he went only went there because Jordan Romano, their closer, the Blue Jays, got hurt. Right. So that tells you what the market was, in my opinion, sure. for Jordan Hicks. No doubt. And I feel really confident on these things, Oh yeah. too. But I also feel really confident that this was not the result of people in St. Louis sports media feeling like they're going to lose their jobs. No, no, not at all. I feel, and also on your thing with Mosellock, um, you know, not saying anything or saying something, like, so often I feel like, especially recently, it's been self-inflicted pot commitment, where saying stuff like, we're going to increase spending in free agency— might have caused them to overreact and spend for Wilson Contreras. Right. Uh, saying we're not going to trade Nolan Arenado. Well, now you've basically taken it off the table, which completely shuts down. And why would you? Right, exactly. Being competitive in 2024 is another self-inflicted pot commitment. I just don't see that being very wise for the Cardinals. Like, keep your options open. Like you've said before, Tim, on I think it was Balloon Party, you're not running for office, you're running for business. You're running a business. So who cares if the Cardinal fans for two or three days are upset with you because you didn't give a statement about Nolan Arenado? It's not, it's not going to drop attendance. People are still watching the ball games, and it helps improve the ball club, which ultimately gets people back on your side. Winning cures all, Tim. Amen. That uh, speaks the truth. So in that one where there's plenty of things you can criticize the Cardinal front office over, I thought they actually handled that one the right way. Personally, I think the right thing to do would be to trade Paul Goldschmidt. That's what Absolutely. I feel. If they, could, if they, in the next five hours, and Jackson and I are sitting here at 11.35 on deadline day, if they could trade Paul Goldschmidt and Wilson Contreras, I would be in fanboy mode right. at 5 o'clock. It'd be awkward to hear me on the radio tomorrow sure. with my reaction to it. On top of it, because I know that I'm going to be so thrilled and think it's the most brilliant move, and the fan base will be going nuts about right. it. But the, these are the kinds of moves you need to make. Uh, all right, I know we're on a clock. God, this question's so good. I think uh, we have more time than uh, Oh, breaking news. Yeah, the Plowhawk is just, just a, a rock star. Oh, obviously. wow. Okay. All right. Um, this is uh, question two. We're doing two today. And I got this one yesterday. When I got it, I go, boy, this is good. But I got to, like, dig in. And I'm probably going to go super transparent. I'm probably also going to ask you to do a couple, and then it's going to buy me more time, and then I'll do a couple, and then maybe more. All right? Cool beans. You haven't seen this. This was only sent to me. Nope. Bonehead move. Tell the audience about any experiences making a dumb mistake you may have, if there are any, because we know you're perfect. Mm. I was supposed to fly to Canada today for work. I dropped off at the airport, sat around for two hours, and realized when the gate agent asked to verify my passport info, that was sitting on the counter at home. Checked for next flights while arranging for my passport to be brought to me, only to find out the only other flight to the delayed multiple hours and put me arriving in Canada only a few hours before a morning meeting I was supposed to attend. Decided to call the whole thing off and let my coworkers who didn't forget their passport handle the meeting without me. So some solidarity and boneheadness, boneheadedness would be nice to hear. Thanks. That's from Uncle Cucker. And he gives his real name, but has made it clear. Let's leave the real name off air, please, and thanks. Um, so there it goes. Although I don't know how many people in St. Louis are flying to Canada for business, so maybe uh, you can narrow down who Uncle Cucker <laughs> is. Uh, yeah, I saw when I saw this, I'm like, God, there, because I know that there are some moments when I think of something that I did, and I actually will have. I can be by myself, and I go, oh. 
and it'll it'll make me cringe from the stupidity, the how I would never do something like that in 2023 yeah. of it. And the thing is for you is at 25, yours are probably going to be a hell of a lot more benign than than mine. Although one of the ones I was thinking of happened when I was around 20. So you still can certainly do them. And then when I go into this, I'm probably going into some places that are deep. Mm. I'm going deep. So, what? And I don't even always say this is stupid. It's just fucking embarrassing. Like this is different than what he's asking for. So when you when you when, do you have one that comes to mind right away? So I have something I regret that I didn't do that I wish I did. Oh do. wow, regrets I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. Chairman of the board, think about that. What do you think? I can't stop thinking about Amen. it. Amen. I have visions of Sinatra every night. Um, so hot. I really wish my second semester junior year I went, went abroad and studied abroad. Like, I'm really upset with myself. That Good for I didn't you. Do I, that. I'm a big fan of that. I'm, like, really upset that I didn't do that because I have such an appetite now for world travel. And just based, I mean, and it's not just based on where I work now, but any job you're going to have, especially right out of college, it's not real easy to be like, um, take off three weeks and go yeah, travel around right. the Mediterranean. That's nice. This is good knowledge for the younger people listening. Like, it's really hard to do that. Like, you know, you only have a certain amount of PTO days and you got to use them wisely. And so they just go, and that's also really expensive. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's helpful to do it when you're in college and you can do it for a whole four or five months. Everyone I've ever talked to who did it said how much they loved it, how awesome it was, how easy it Probably is to get Probably a lot of sex, I would think. 100%. Really, is that right? Oh, yeah. Um, and you can travel around Europe so easily. Like, you could see everything. And that can really be so beneficial, not only to, like, your perspective on the world, but just your life experience early on. Like, it's such a cool thing to do. And I'm really upset with myself that, like, and the reasoning was, like, well, I've only been in Mizzou for a year and a half, and I want to experience, like, oh, my God, like, I needed another night yeah. at Harpo's or Fieldhouse. Like, it's, it's just, uh, it's, uh, I'm upset with myself that I ha- I didn't do that because now I have such a, a real hunger to go out and explore the world, and it's not as easy as it was back then. That's nice, because uh, similarly, Anna Marie and I, you know, I mean, we traveled like crazy because we didn't have children until, you know, six years, I guess, into our marriage, five and a half, six years into our marriage. Uh, not for lack of trying. It's it's just the, the, the cards we were dealt. And in 2011, when we got married, we're like, I mean, I talked about a huge trip. I mean, really aggressive with the benefit of hindsight. Traveling, um, like, to Bali and Australia. Oh, wow. Yeah, so this was, you know, aggressive. Yeah. Uh, this is what I talk about when I talk about not managing my money well. That gives you an idea. It's not like I was bawling so hard. My God, I think I was making like a quarter of my income now back in 2011. But like, yeah, we'll go to, you know, Indonesia. And then while we're there, we'll shoot by Singapore, you know, like I'm going through Warrington. Um, what a fucking idiot. But, uh, yeah, that, but that looking back on it, that if that ever happens, I mean... I'll be in my 60s, right. you know? So, and it's just a different thing when you're going in your 60s. I'm probably not going to have as much sex in my 60s had I gone in my 30s. That's yeah. my belief. Yeah. Now, maybe all of a sudden I'll experience, A, a growth spurt. Yes. And then some kind of Benjamin Button-like thing. <laughs> the, the rare <laughs> 50s growth spurt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I see that. I, I agree with it. 
Now, what I have to say is I don't think what was Uncle Cucker was looking for. Now, I like that. I want to make it clear. I'm not mocking your no, answer no. at all. I like it. I, I like know. it. I think he wants, like, dumb things. And the thing is, if I could, might I go, okay, let me come back next week because I bet I'm going to come up with more. But I've got a few that I go, the things that make me go, oh, God. Yeah, cringe. Oh. A lot of them have to do with the way I acted in previous relationships. Like, if my girlfriend's... Because all I was, all I've been is, like, you're the opposite, it seems to me, anyway. I mean, you, we've been working together now for two and a half years, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Mm-hmm. You haven't had a girlfriend the whole time. Nope. How about that? No. I have been single for maybe, I don't even know, a few weeks? Wow. Since 1995. Mm. How fucked up is that? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I So these, you know, not like there's been a bunch of girlfriends either. It's like five. Um wouldn't recognize the person I am now from who I was going back to my time with them. And then I think of some of the things that I did. I go, oh, God, like what in the fuck? Um, and that's the stuff that will, like, occasionally pop into my head. Uh, I mean, just, like, insane. So one that I was thinking of when I saw Uncle Cucker's email last night, and I'm going, okay, I know I've got a lot of stupid things and since it's my thing, I'm comfortable talking about it. I'm like, if it involves somebody else, so then yeah. I got it. You know what I mean? So yeah. this is my own shit, and so I'm solely responsible for it. So as I know, it was important to you that I was a two-term rush chair for Sigma Chi uh, before it was kicked off campus many times in between 1999 and 2010, was it, Jackson? Was it around when you were there? Yeah, I got it kicked was, off again? my senior year. Okay. And I don't think it's returned, nor will it. Ooh, I think I think it's back. Ret- I think the return not is, at five hundred South College. It's always, it's always no. That, it's always a four year suspension, well, and, then, right. and then they bring you back. So uh, yeah, I know it was important to you that I was a two term rush chairman at Sigma Chi Psi Psi Chapter, Uni- University of Missouri. So I was a rush chairman in nineteen ninety six, and this was my first term. And uh, it was such a successful term that no one even ran against me when I ran a second term. And that, to date, is my most proud and significant career accomplishment. And I guess that probably goes without Yeah, I mean, that's saying, the first line in the obit. Right. <laughs> two-term, Sigma Kernan, two-term <laughs> rush chair. Sigma guy. host of Balloon Party. Right host of Balloon Party yeah. also. Yeah. Uh, so I had a girlfriend at the time. And, oh, God. Oh. I don't know where you're going with this. I know. I'm still going to tell the story. Like, I, but I'm happy. I mean, hey, let's, 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 you know what? Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk skewel. God. Uh, I don't think she was a real big fan. Okay. And I, now I don't blame her for the record. Uh-huh. I look back at me insecure. Okay. Sure. Insecure, probably because I realized deep down she wasn't a real big fan. Mm-hmm. Her parents absolutely weren't a real big fan. And by the way, all the parties involved, both the girlfriend and her parents, were right. They shouldn't have been a fan. Right, right. So I want to make that clear. I'm not doing dirt here 28 years later. I'm in agreement with them. Mm-hmm. And here is one of the reasons why they shouldn't have been a fan. I mean, it's rare for me to sit in front of a microphone and go, God, should I talk about this? This right. is really, but here I am. So we're getting uncomfortable. You want to get uncomfortable good. with me? This is good. That's yeah. right. Thank you, Uncle Cucker. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm rush chairman. Did I mention that, that I was a two-term 
couple times. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm going hard. I mean, we're competing with the best of the best here. The Yankees, the Red Sox, the ATOs, the Betas, you know, the heavy hitters in Columbia, Missouri in the yeah. mid-1990s. SAEs, Phi Alpha, and everybody out there. And, uh, and so how can I stand out from the rest? And then how can I also maintain my relationship that deep down I know probably isn't good? And, uh, and so how do you kill two birds with one stone? And so she was going to a vacation location, a tropical location of sorts, I believe in Florida. I, I might have been 30A. I'm still confused as to what 30A is. I thought Destin was 30A, and now I'm being told it's too. not. Yeah. There's both Destin haters and Destin snobs, yeah. apparently. So. I didn't know. I think when you say 30A, people know Destin. So. I think it's Destin. I think they were going to Destin. I okay. think that's where we went. All right. And so I was not invited on the trip. Mm-hmm. But then I get a vehicle from a van oh boy. from a frat brother's father, yeah. uh, which I guess was his van, and paid him a, some stipend nice. for use of vehicle oh. to drive to Destin Oof. with like six rushies. Oh, God. <laughs> and then essentially show up yeah, yeah. at my girlfriend's family vacation. Right. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm not looking at it through my eyes now, I guess to an extent, of course I am, because I'm the one talking about it, but I'm putting myself in her parents' spot now. And that's not like I've got, you know, like a 21-year-old daughter. Right. I got a five-year-old and a one-year-old son. No doubt. And I still can look at that and go, oh, my God. Like, I would have called the police. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what your mindset was. Oh, I don't know. And what you told the Rushies. You're going, hey, we're going down. My girlfriend's got a place in Destin. Uh, if they ask, like, why are you here? <laughs> don't worry about that. That's like an inside joke we have. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Yeah. So what happened when you arrived? Well, it's not like we, it's not like we, we spent time together, oh, gotcha, per gotcha, se. Gotcha. But it was just insanity. Yeah. I mean, that's, ins- that's, like, that's like Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon, San's digital play on the roller coaster. Yeah, that's, uh, you're really flying by the sea of your oh pants on that God. one. Oh, my God. Like, I, like, you know, I guess in a way I'm glad that I feel like I got to go back 24 years. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's other ones. That, that was just the one that immediately popped into my mind because I'm just like, oh, like that's like the fuck right but the only question to ask is did those six rushies put pen to paper and yeah join they all did they well, all did you got your job they all did i mean this they is why you did. were two term that's right two term two term uh first line of the obituary yeah it's the first line my boys will be so proud I, oh I, I didn't even know right right Zazai chapter uh god there there's i mean the thing is there's so many so many where I look back, like, for example, from 2000 to 2000, 2006, actually, I spent at least one night of every weekend at the titty bar. Yeah. Boy, that's, like, so, like, not in my purview. That it's, it's, It is kind of odd to me. It's not in mine, and it hasn't been in mine for a long time, 
And and then if because I I would go with my significant others, and in that time period, I had I guess three different significant others. I guess I'd be mad, maybe four. Um, not like this is Coxman talk here on <laughs> on the podcast, but this is girlfriends. This isn't like yeah, I banged them all. But um, and then if they didn't want to go, I'd be pissy. Like a, I mean, what the fuck? And this would be assumingly about two, three a.m. Oh, <laughs> when I had a sleep problem, go figure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I look back on that, and at the time, now now, I don't think maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it's so tough to know what's going on with with the world of local television. But at the time, local television was viewed as like a a good thing, right? And by that, I'm not saying like a good, like it was an accomplishment, right? A little bit more noble, right? You know, you don't you know you didn't go from like you know. Well, I was bussing tables, but I can do the weekend weather now. So right, it would, it would be weird to see like a local anchor also busting your table. <laughs> right. So at that time, and so it was a big deal, which is weird to say because I know you. I mean, you've never experienced local television being a big deal, you know. But it was and a big, yeah. big, big right. deal being relative. Like when Doug started, it was, right. and people That's really made different. a lot of money. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of money certainly is in the eye of the beholder. I don't think anybody was making necessarily a million dollars a year, but, but in St. Louis, but people were making, you know, high six figures, not a bunch, but a handful. That's, you know, that's just not the way that it is anymore. And, and, and it was weird for me at 23 to be hired. And now I think most people who do get hired at 23, mm-hmm. but that's because of, of the way that people are being compensated. So with that said, I have my dream job. Right. And there is no doubt in my mind that. KMOV didn't want their weekend anchor always at the stag bar, but I was always at this. I mean, all not, not only was I like, oh, I guess I'll go. I'm like, what? We're not going? <laughs> Fuck off. Right. You, you're planning a pre when you're pre 100%. Yeah. Why? Because I wanted lesbianism. Sure. That's, of course, the motive. Sure. And I think back on that and I go, what the? Like, I, I, was, I was flying too close to the sun, and fortunately, I didn't get burned. But I mean, I really could have, and I'm sure I drank and drive. No, I never did it to the point of like being holy shit. I really didn't. I, I spent a lot of money on cab fare because that's what ask, it was. It was cab fare. It was cab fare. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. And it, you know, you're going from Washington Park. I mean, I went Washington parking. I didn't go Sa Zhang. I did Sa Zhang, don't get me wrong. But if I really wanted to go, yeah. it was Washington Park. And I don't know <laughs> if you know the geography. I do. Okay. I mean, that's. There's Sage, and then in about 20 minutes, you'll be at the Hustler Club or what was called Hollywood Nights. Yeah. Now, it did lead to positive outcomes at sure. times. However, it, like looking back, I'm like, oh my God, like what if I would have lost my job, either DUI yeah. or, you know, there's a fight at the stag bar or, you know, they're like, you know, this guy who does our weekend sports was over here with his girlfriend and, you know, they were engaging in this, and, you know, and that's written about in the Post-Dispatch. I mean, can you imagine? And then when somebody searches me for another job, because clearly I'm going out of market now, yeah. they're like, oh, we can't hire you because you were the guy who got busted doing this or that at the, at the snag bar. And I look back on it, I go, what the fuck was I doing? And I really think about this. I go, oh, God. And nobody was going to tell me no because it's not like I'm, you know, my parents, what did you do last night? I was at the stag bar. I don't think I was lying. I just wasn't necessarily talking about it. Right. But that 
I think about and I go, fuck, I dodged that bullet. Holy shit. I remember, this this is because people love their local St. Louis sports radio stories. I had such a bad feeling. I mean, this will show I had such a bad feeling. I had a choice between, in 2004, Jackson, I believe it was Simmons Media came into the market and bought 1380 and turned it to 1380 ESPN. There was no 101 ESPN at right, the time. Right. And 590 had been sold to the Atlanta Group. I made reference to them earlier. We talk about having reads and intuition on people. I had such a bad feeling about this Atlanta Group. I mean, X, Y, Z people just going, this is not, this is, these aren't my kind of people. I don't think I can trust them. This is a problem. But they were putting the bigger offer on the table, and that, that's when it was going to be the morning grind, uh, Martin, the cat, and myself. And I think that Simmons was trying to do the same thing, but their compensation package, I don't think, was was enough to get us to go there. And so the time comes, and they had been trying to get me to sign my contract, and I don't have uh, an attorney reviewing it, which is fucking brilliant. And so it's just up to me to sign it. And I'm sitting there like I am looking across from you and I am, my head is on the table and I'm pounding my head on the <laughs> desk of the general manager because I'm hesitating to sign. Yeah, this is, see, <laughs> the look on your face right there was one of confusion. Like the fuck was going on with you? I mean, I was 27, so I'm older than you are now. Yeah. I mean, there's no way in the world you would do that. Like, can you no. imagine? I mean, I mean, it would be like, okay, Kiowski, John Kiowski, the market manager. Let's say he's giving you, and I don't know what, I think it was a three-year deal. And, you know, it was for a nice amount of money. You know, I mean, at that time, for me, it certainly was. And, and, and you're sitting there on Kiowski's desk banging your head because <laughs> you don't want to necessarily sign it. I mean, this is dumb shit I'm giving you here. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, no, it's tough. That's th- a nice euphemism. I thought you were saying when you were pounding your head on the table, you were at home, like, I can't decide what to do. You were at no, the I was literally this close. I was probably closer to him. And I'm sitting, I mean, what the fuck? That's such a great visual. Oh, my God. And I had hair at the time. Yeah. What? I mean, I, I think about that and I go, the fuck i mean what was i thinking but then what was the general manager thinking now this guy wasn't like a like john kioski's been doing this for a long time he's got he's got juice in the market it's a this was not that but still he was the general manager this is the same guy producer joe told the fuck off or what happened a couple years later but i just had such a bad i I can't look back on i go what the fuck was i doing like i'm picturing i've hired people i've had people some peter rep just signed a contract i've and if I'm sitting across the table from somebody, and obviously a lot of work goes into a contract, oh, yeah. negotiation and lawyers and legal fees, and if the guy I'm hiring is sitting across from me and, you know, it's time to sign, which is usually at that point a formality because everything's been agreed to, and the motherfucker is banging his head on my desk because he doesn't want to sign, I'd go, get the fuck up and get out. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. And this is what I was doing. So this stuff wasn't limited to, like, late nights on the weekend. This this was dumb shit, like, with a significant decision. Oh, I yeah. mean, that, that that contract that I signed was why I was in a position to leave television, which right. I know doesn't sound like a big deal now, but at the time it was, and that was eight months later that I left TV. Holy shit. And now we're only up to 2004, and there's plenty of dumb shit from then on. 
So that's what I'm talking about with dumb shit, which yeah. I think supersedes Uncle Cucker for forgetting the, the passport. I mean, any motherfucker can forget his passport. And what was yours? Oh, you were just you just had a very reasonable, mature view on on <laughs> right. global travel. But to be fair, he did ask something that we've done that we regret, which right. is much different than not. Like I could say, like I wish I ran for. Well, that's tough. I'm not thirty five. But like, yeah, like you can just say anything. Um, yeah, I don't know if like stuff like it's all. It would be so small that it's like almost like because I, I haven't made like a really massive life decision so far yet. Like I, I didn't buy a house that I regret buying or something like that. Like I have nothing. I would probably the same. Like I, when I was drunk in college, I wish I would have probably acted differently, said different things. I've like looked back at pictures of myself. Yeah, but that. I mean, the, but but see that that I think for most people they listen they go okay that's you're intoxicated and you were in college. Right. You weren't nearly thirty. <laughs> banging your head on the desk of your general manager before you sign a, you know, a contract to do morning drive. Yeah. What the fuck? And the thing is, I feel like I'm like, I still feel like I haven't even told my Mount Rushmore ones. Like if, if somebody would go, hey, what about this one? I go, oh yeah, holy shit. Like I'm not keeping it from people. Yeah. I'm just trying to rack my brain because I know I have more because it will, it will pop up. I remember there's a George Carlin bit. And he, he talks about, and I think I may have made reference to this with this uh, lass in Scottsdale one time, and he's going, you know, one of the things that goes on in life is you, you pass on opportunities to have sex, and then it'll hit you a few years later, and you go, oh, I should have fucked old what's-her-name. Yeah, we talked about that. Yes. And you go, ah, and it just kind of hits you out of nowhere sometimes. Yeah, I should have fucked old what's-her-name. That's how these things hit me. Like, out of nowhere, I'll go, oh, fuck, I did that. I did that. Yeah, that'll what happen the to me. Fuck. Okay, so you do too. have that. Yeah, but it, well, I'm putting it in perspective. It's almost always very, like you said, benign things. Yeah. Which I guess is the case when you're at, at 25, I guess. But that's the thing. That's why these, these might not necessarily be damning moments as much as they are, like, I'm going, man, I should have known better. Yeah. What am I doing? Like, but, all these things, minus the fucking rush trip to Destin <laughs> happened when I was older than you are right now. Right. You know? But I think we also always replay those moments and they look worse in our heads than they probably looked at the time. I don't know. I think if we were getting my girlfriend's parents on, I think they would confirm it was about as bad as they thought it was. Yeah, that was, that was probably rough. But, like, <laughs> but I'm, what I'm saying is like, I doubt they ever think about that. No. I doubt that, like, I think we place, we prioritize importance based on our lives and don't think about, which is you know, fair because it's uh, happening to us. But like when you look at the grand scheme of things, like I don't think people think twice about something you did that you might personally cringe over. Right, 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 right. That ba- they may never ever think of again. Now, bang your head against the table. I probably was probably like, oh yeah, that happened. That was odd. But that was the. Yeah, that's probably the f- first time I thought yeah. that sense. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. That that's a fair assessment. Yeah, you know, because I I have to do that with my own. Just like stuff that you you do recently, like just like little stuff, like you know. There's a thousand examples, but like it plays out worse in your head than mm-hmm. how it actually happened, and people don't react to it the way you think. That yeah, they I see react what you're saying. I like, oh, everyone's saying. looking at me. It's like, oh no, no one really at the end of the day is thinking about it. Yeah, I like that. That's good perspective. That's yeah. wise. If nothing else, it will make the the, the harsh pain much much softer. Ah, <laughs> and the thing is, I know at some point today, within the next few hours, probably I'll be Something like, oh my god, I yeah. forgot about that one. Open up Pandora's box a little bit. I mean, I still feel strongly about the, th- the, the passing on the threesome in Little Rock, which we talked about a few weeks ago, and what oh, the yeah. f- and like having the bad attitude about it. Like, <laughs> that what, that's my favorite oh story. Oh my god, your little your pissy attitude about the whole situation. She's not hot enough for me. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> What's up, D-Fish? Yeah, I'm here to have a threesome, but I'm in a bad mood because I'm making 
twenty grand in Little Rock, and then these two want to fuck tonight, but they're not hot, or one of them's not hot enough for me. Now you said fuck you... off, fuck you. I wouldn't. I'm talking to me in 1999. I'm telling him to fuck off. No doubt. Okay, um, thank you. I I I wonder what would have happened on that night in 2004 when you said you left the Astros game all pissy because 2005, the... 2005 after Lance Berkman flicked his bat and it became a home run at that dog shit ballpark. Yeah. What about that? Seems like the wound's still a little fresh. Um, uh, Bothers me. Yeah, but like you said, you left pissy and you were in a bad mood. Yes. If a threesome would have been put in front of you then, if you would. See, the issue with that threesome in Little Rock was she wasn't she wasn't good looking enough. Yeah. Which is such an asshole. Like, you know, I guess now I'm looking at like like I'm starving. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so so the perspective is different. When you're 22, you're like, I'll have hundreds of threesomes. Yeah, this is just the first. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like Dan Marino after the first Super Bowl. So I'm I'm going. can't even believe you brought this girl to me, you know. <laughs> right, it was an insult yeah, in, yeah, that to me. Thought of it. I'm Brad Pitt, you know, making twenty grand doing weekends in Little Rock. Uh, yeah, that, so now you look back and you go, "What the fuck?" So, yeah, if a threes—that's the thing. If the threesome participants right after Albert Pujols' home run had been, or Berkman's home run, because it was right. pre-Pujols' home run by probably a half hour. Um, yeah, I think I would have just been like, yeah, absolutely. I'm all for it. Let's do this. Yeah. So six years is where I gained my threesome wisdom. Yeah. Well, you matured. I really want to do, I, 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 for real, I want to go back and talk to both of those people. Yeah. What year was that? 99. 99. Okay. So a quarter, so to celebrate the quarter century anniversary of. Yeah, that would be crazy. God, I mean, I still haven't had that. I, I guess I have had it just in a different way. Like the, 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 the good experiences I've had. They're all just kind of organic. Sure. That was a planned threesome. Yeah, and then that I pissy about. You, ah. <laughs> you think if it would come up more organically, you might have been more inclined. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, the the whole the pre planning of it, it can be great because then you have something to look forward to, or like you're saying now, it can uh, you might have delusions of grandeur, and uh, that 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 might not be the case. So. It's a tough one, but yeah, I think. It is. It bothers me. Puts, every time that comes up on this podcast, I go into a dark place. I think in a year we should uh, bring everybody back. Yeah, it'd be great. Oh my god! I was trying. I was asking the year because I was trying to run parallels between you and Brad Pitt's career, both right. Sigma Chi, Zai Zai chapter members who uh, did not graduate. Right. With a few hours left from the journalism school. Right. So I was trying to. But I don't think he was a two-term rush chair. Right. Yeah. What's his obit going to look like? Exactly. Curious case of Benjamin Button. Thank you. That trash. Thank you. Oh, is that trash? That bad? Yeah, it's made by David Fincher, who's one of my favorite filmmakers. It's like his one bad film. Wow, and it had a lot of acclaim. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Peter I Nurse, say Nancy. Oh, seven. I want to say oh seven. No, because it couldn't have been Zodiac. All was day, hundred percent no, and I'll give you a hundred to one. No, you're right because Zodiac, which is a Fincher movie, came out in those seven. So yeah, oh nine. That's my final. All guess. Right, there it is. No, I don't like Curious Pace, Benjamin Button. I, I don't feel like it's rewatchable, which is it's interesting yeah, to me. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Because it's, it's like a one-time, it's like The Revenant. Like, yes, Leo won the Oscar for it. Oh, I like watching The Revenant again. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I really do. It's one of the few, especially with that kind of length and pace. Right. The pacing that, is not, right. it doesn't but play. But for some reason, I will rewatch that. Really? That's I don't know. Do, yeah. you like, do you really like Leo's performance in it? I don't know, but that reminds me of something I was going to ask you during one of our wonderful commercial breaks on Balloon Party. Mm-hmm. I've been rewatching Entourage. Yeah. 
And I feel like you made reference to Adrian Grenier. And in fact, they can't act. In season seven, was that really bad? Like, I don't know if I have ever, for a non-pornography film, noticed acting one way or the other. Honestly, Uh like I don't know. Right, I I have no idea. Ultimately, neither do I. But I actually noticed it when I was rewatching season seven, and then I thought to myself, "Fuck, I believe Jackson actually mentioned his acting in season seven. I don't think this was like subconscious that you, because I wasn't even thinking, and I didn't realize it was season seven until I got done with season seven. I saw season eight, episode one. I go, oh, I just watched season seven. I think Jackson said there was a season in Entourage that revealed that he can't act, and that is why his career has gone nowhere, nowhere. since Entourage. Nowhere. Yeah, it's, and it was season seven when he got addicted to junk and Sasha Gray. The, like the last two episodes where he's spiraling is truly, like truly for a show that is good. Like the first four seasons are unsaleable. And Jeremy Piven, I feel like, is brilliant so, yeah. as far as an actor in and, that. And Kevin Dillon, I think, are fantastic. He yeah. does drama. And Vince, Adrian Grenier's character, is like so bad. Like it is, when he's spiraling out, it is like, 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 almost takes you completely out of it. You're like, holy yeah. shit. But it's tough because, and I've listened to their podcast. If you're going to get somebody. Oh, they talk about how bad his acting is? No, 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 no. They oh. talk about the casting of it because it's a very difficult thing to cast. You have to get somebody who's beautiful enough and has the charisma to be a movie star, a convincing movie star in this fantasy world they've created, and also not be a movie star. Right, you know, right, there's right, like that right, tough right, right, right. So he looks very much like a movie star. But he is not the, and that's the reason he's not a movie star because yeah, he really can't act. Wow! And like he is like that is some really bad shit. Like it is. It so, was it was truly noticeable to me, and yeah. I don't know when I have no. I feel no. You know, I you ever watch The Bear? I feel like you would enjoy that. Jeremy Allen White. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? But I mean, you said with Jeremy Allen White, like I feel like if you really enjoyed it, you would go yeah. But I mean, you go with Jeremy Allen White. I've only seen the first season. Okay. Yeah, I know the season two is. I love Jeremy Allen. White. Yeah. I feel like the girl, and I, it's a name that I'm gonna have a tough time pronouncing. Like she was about. just acquired, yeah, um, from from the Rangers in a trade for Jordan Montgomery, and I can't pronounce her name. But she is the black girl who wants to become a chef, and I feel like I notice his performance, her performance, and then the white guy who Ibon calls Mas him cousin. Barash. That's his name that calls Carmi uh, Carmi cousin. Yes, and then Io Edbiri is who I believe. I think you're she about. is like if I could buy stock in an actress, I would buy stock in her. I think she's brilliant. So I looked her up. Yeah, and she was actually a stand-up. Oh really? Yeah, and I had no idea. No spot, but I mean, I feel like she, I'm like I. But again, what do I know? But I feel like I know like her performance is so good, along with their two performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lead. Carmi. Yes. And then I can't pronounce his name either. Uh, uh, he plays Richard in the show. So it's, uh, yeah. but it's Iban Moss. What has he been in? Bachrock. Uh, he strikes me as a guy who, uh, he was in The Punisher. Yeah, he's kind of just a guy who's been around, but never, he's like a one scene kind of guy. Yeah, nothing really stands out in uh, what he's done. But The Punisher, he was in The Punisher. I remember him in The Punisher, which was no good. So that's my take on that. But, yeah, I do like the bear. Unfortunately, I have a Hulu problem. Oh, no. Uh, to have the, the the ad version, and it really sucks. Why? Why don't you? It's five ninety nine a month. I know, but it, but it, that's for with ads. And so, like, I if a 20, Really? I five, thought that's what we're paying, and, I, and we don't get the ads. I have, a, I have the bundle, the, the Disney Plus bundle. Yeah. I don't need Disney Plus. I don't need National Geographic. I like ESPN Plus, and I like the Hulu part of it. Um, 
and the Hulu has like it's like turned a twenty five minute show into a thirty two minute. Eh. Nice, you know, I, I, that would be frustrating. Because when you're used to never having to watch commercials, it is somewhat frustrating. Especially if it was like a movie, that's one thing. Like you're kind of in it for the long haul. A TV show, you're trying to get in and out. Tough when you had the extra five, six minutes of right. like, you know, Charmin ads. Uh, yeah, I, I, somehow we don't have that, but I guess maybe we have a different version. Um, yeah, big fan of that show. So, yeah, as far as quality acting goes, I actually feel like I notice it in The Bear yeah. and Adrian Grenier in yeah, the seventh really season tough. of Entourage. Holy shit. But I do agree. Jeremy Piven, Kevin Dillon um, do an outstanding job. Yeah, and they have some great guest stars on there. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Littered with it. I mean, you could tell what the popularity, like the zeitgeist with oh, that, yeah. that show. Laura London is really good. She has like a two-episode thing, but this was before she was married to Nipsey Hussle uh, or dating Nipsey Hussle, and she's really, really oh, good. Oh, Turtle's Girlfriend briefly? Yeah. Uh, Jamie Lynn Siegler for talking yeah. to Turtle Girlfriend. She's really great. Like, they have some really cool... Uh, like and then we manual you're an Emmanuel. Oh wow, here we go, Jackson. I just saw the reaction, Peter, and yeah. he is a fan. Yeah, she's Israeli. She's just she's outstanding. Now, if she were Irish, would she be less attractive? Be honest with me here. But the, it would be. That, it would, no, no, I didn't. You didn't answer the question because we. What's the deal? She has the olive skin based on you know where her family is from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it was Irish and it was a little more fair, wow. and if it were Unbelievable. Red, have just fun. Different. Enjoy but your I cancellation. Do. I'm going after you and Pat McAfee this week with my burgers. But there is beautiful Irish women out there that I do find very much attractive. Name one. Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan, yeah. who was in... Oh, so many things. Brooklyn was one of my favorites. She was in Little Women, Lady Bird. Lady Bird, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, been in... She's like the queen of uh, indie acting. And she's great, and I think that she is outstanding. And I'm almost, I'm 99.9% sure she's Irish. Actually, I'm Oh, yeah, no, she is. She's 100%. Yeah, Saoirse is a very that. Irish name. Uh, I'm trying to think of who are considered to be most beautiful Irish women because I feel like you took a shot. <laughs> try to get you taken out if I can. Right. Well, Emmanuel Shriki and Gal Gadot, both Israeli, both absolute. Yeah, Emmanuel Shriki and Gal Gadot, for that matter. Forget about it. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah, who would be the most. I don't know. I just typed it in a search engine. I don't recognize any of these people. <laughs> and then the one who's number two doesn't look Irish in the slightest, like, at all. Hell, I don't know. I'm not in a position to be talking about anybody's appearance. That's what I do know. What other dumb shit have I done, Uncle Cucker? It's a great question. Big fan of it. I feel like I gave you some. I just know that I've gotten more. Trying to think of stuff that I've done. It's like, TikTok, TikTok. God, I mean, I know, like I'm in, in, like in broadcasting. I've got to, go. I have to have more. Holy shit! Like especially like that time period, like when the morning grind was going on. We'll hear clips from that, and I go, oh my god, oh. Olivia like, Wilde's Irish. Yeah. There you go. I've become less of a fan. Yeah. Well. And why are you less of a fan? Let's see if we're on the same page, because it has nothing to do with appearance. Uh, it's well, her thing with Sedacus is again. I really hate that they get. Look at you, you're little Johnny Us Weekly over there. That's the problem. Is like I hate reading this stuff, but I do because of the human condition. Yeah, to get content for balloon party. That yeah, and I just have to keep my ear to the streets. But uh, like that stuff is like I don't like hearing about people's like personal relationship problems i feel like it's an evasion of privacy well, it's usually there's just, the stories are accurate <laughs> it's so accurate and also both sides like both sides get a fair oh, shake absolutely um so unfortunately the thing with her i don't think she's with harry anymore but then that don't worry darling and i 
I really, really, and this is getting someone into politics, but I, I am going to say it, I really am upset that she took that role in Clint Eastwood's movie, Richard Jewell. That was paint such a bad picture of journalists and like such a like clearly oh, wow, Clint Eastwood's yeah. bullshit opinion of how like journalists get stories. That's that's interesting. I, I really, actually did watch that movie. It didn't really resonate with me. I did kind of sense that there was a bit of a oh yeah, it's Clint Eastwood who's been. I mean, to be fair on his part, has been burned by journalists before. But it's such a like a and if you know Clint Eastwood, you know his uh, uh, oh, his yeah. views on the world. And so like I, I just hated that, and I think. I really upset that she took that role. Do you dislike Margot Robbie for the pro-feminism message of Barbie? Not in the slightest. Okay, I so think. then it comes from your spectrum oh, of yeah. okay. Well, yeah. no, and that's and that's and that's very fair. That's a, a point that you have to look at. There is certainly bias going on with that, and I'm sure people I know people share Clint's opinion on journalists. If some, if you found a, like if Emmanuel Shrieky uh-huh. was interested. And I think she listens to Balloon Party. I don't think she, she no, has not HD2, TMA, though. No, no, but big Balloon Party fan. Yeah. Uh, said she wanted to to, to go to um, Napoli. Mm. With you. Right, yeah. And, Get you some know. bombs. Right. Um, but then, you know, raved about how big of a fan of Donald Trump she was. With that alter... See that's the thing is like I, here's here's where I stand on okay. this because I have the answer is yes just for the I audience have, who's not aware I have been asked this and they're like would you ever date a conservative I'm like yes I would date a conservative who there's a conservative and then there's that that is what I'm saying oh, okay. I was like they're all, I was like yeah if someone if they lean more Republican that's fine I don't care like it's I like, could I could absolutely be with somebody any any really as far as like just banging but um, but if they were like passionate I think either way. I got to be honest with you. Now, certainly, like if they were passionate, weren't like make America great again, like yeah, the Curb like Your Enthusiasm that, episode. Like, <laughs> how could I be like, I can't walk around with that I would, person? Like if I were on top of them, they'd probably be laughing at me and I'd be laughing at them. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is unbelievable. Right. Because it's not only ridiculous, but also what a terrible looking hat. It's like Great Britain's World Baseball Classic. But then at the same time, if somebody, and I don't even know what the what a good counter is, because the reality is I don't really think there's one that like balances the scale if I give a name, like a really, uh, but like was like passionate, like is anybody passionate about Joe Biden? Like no, passionate, they're just kind of like, oh, this is what we got to do in order to not have him in, so we exist. do it, fuck, I don't know. And then we got to do this because then she can't be in. So fuck, this is what we got to do. So I don't really have a counterbalance to it. But it was pa- I don't even know what would the counter be because I mean there, there like before 2016 there wasn't like a counter to Trump. Like right. a lot of liberals yeah, didn't yeah. like George W. Bush, but shit, now they're like, boy, George W. Bush, bring him back. Yeah. But anyway, like the, like anybody who's really like wrapped up in like social media tweeting about politics or right, you know yeah. like i just that that's going to be tough me. for me to yeah but just i'm trying to get cuz clearly Emmanuel Shariki is like your fantasy woman yeah she's right up there man she really is and she uh, still looks great man oh yeah oh. what i wonder how i bet she's 48 that's where i'm going to go what do you think 47 okay. yeah i'm actually going to go 49 wow all over the map this is interesting 49. i'm going to go under on 49 that's where i am 47. Wow, nice. you had it, I and, had it, and then you overbid. I, and I sold. I sold myself. What is she? She's from Montreal. Yeah, from Montreal. Israeli the daughter family. of Moroccan Jewish parents, Jackson. Yeah. Her mother 
Oh, so maybe not. Lillianne was born in Casablanca. How about that? Yeah, not Israeli at all. And her father, Albert, was born in Rabat. Is that how you pronounce it? That sounds right. Her family practiced Orthodox Judaism. Yeah. There you go. That is a... She has an older brother named Serge. Well, her sister named Lawrence. Sister named Lawrence. Huh. I like that. Very, Larry. very Montreal. Uh, in Fletch, there was a girl, uh, I can't remember the actress's name who played her, but there was a, per- a woman named Larry. I kind of like that name, Larry, for a, a woman. Is that right? Not bad. Not bad. I also think Paige for a guy works. Oh, look at you. Just think of that. Just let that, if you're listening out there, just let that marinate. Yeah, email in tmccarnan at insidestl.com. Yeah, she is. She is for real. And then she engages and lesbianism and entourage and anal. <laughs> that woman was just in something who she... Malin Ackerman. Malin Ackerman, Malin Ackerman. Malin, Malin. <laughs> you're just kind of yelling at me. I don't know what you're saying. What was the name of that woman? In That's who it is that, that she was having the threesome with. Malin Ackerman? 100% all day long. She was in billions. Was That's Bobby right. Axelrod's She's Bobby wife. Axelrod's wife. That's where I saw her. She is very, very attractive. Yeah, I think Bold she's a tall drink of water, too. Yeah, really big fan. That. So she had the threesome and Kevin Connolly, like I tower over Kevin Connolly. Yeah, oh, it sounds like Jack. I, this is, here's your entourage podcast. No, Ripped no. from today's headlines. Jackson's just, mad about it. Kevin Connolly, it seems like. Uh, the idea that Kevin Connolly, firstly, would land would land Emmanuel Shriek. I think this is an anti-short take, and I shall try to get you canceled again. No, it has nothing to do with his appearance. It's like how his behavior He's like, yeah, I'm going to follow my high school buddy, and we're going to film this crazy movie called Medellin and then leave for six months, and then I expect you to take me back. There's no one hotter wow. in the world than Sloan. Why are you messing wow, around? look at this. It's like sell- if there was a podcast in 2004. I know. Yeah, I would sell all my assets to be with her, and he's like, yeah, I guess if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. What? Wow. What? The Entourage plot takes shrapnel on August 1st, 2023, QFTA. If he's going to act like that, you can't cast Emmanuel Shriki. She's way too beautiful and way too cool. And then she has the threesome with, hold on, let me see how we pronounce it. Let me make sure. I think it's Malin. Oh, they don't have the pronouncer on here. It's, a, it's like a Nordic. Uh, oh, yeah. She's from uh, Stockholm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how about that? Can you imagine? I mean, for real, I'd be like, God, this World is ending. great, but I mean, I just know neither one are interested. What do I do? Is anybody going to mind if I just beat off at the end of the bed? Right. Probably well, not, honestly. Moved and pulled. Yeah, yeah I know. I saw a guy wheeled in on my office chair. Started beating the idea off. Of, you, of him wheeling in is really <laughs> uncomfortable. It's one thing to just, like, plop down. It's another thing to get in position. <laughs> Uh, for those uh, who are new listeners to QFTA and not familiar with this story. QFTA war. <laughs> uh, in the midst of a foursome, uh, the less popular MFMF, um, w- the male, uh, who was not me, left my bedroom at the time I was in a condominium in Clayton, Jackson, and uh, in the Moorlands. And... Uh, he I had, I mean, it wasn't a very, like, nice, nice place by any means. And I guess I had a, a chair that kind of wheeled like this. Mm-hmm. And during the threesome, uh, he excused himself, foursome, he excused himself. And then I noticed that he was on my office chair beating off at the end of the bed. Yeah, I mean, that's what a visual. That and you yeah, like Yeah, like it pops up in my mind. Like, I can kind of picture it. Uh, uh, I only saw, I, I, I saw it. There was a split second of what the fuck... But then I have two really attractive women engaging with each other, and I'm in it. 
you you know, again, we talk about scales and balancing right. things. Sure, that's like if it were three in the afternoon and there's a guy at the end of my bed beating off. Right. And it's just me and him. Right. It's like, hey, Jeopardy's coming on. <laughs> Kick rocks. But it's three in the morning and I'm sure we're all, you know, intoxicated. And I have two beautiful women. Uh, kind of, I mean, I don't wouldn't go Emmanuel Shariki and Malin Ackerman because I feel like it's kind of like a look at me thing. But they were legitimate. Definitely, I shouldn't have been there. And uh, yeah, I mean, okay. So this is the cost of doing business. There's a guy jacking off of my office chair down yeah. there, and it's wheeling around. <laughs> really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, my question, I guess I have a follow up. And I, I am taking questions. Sure. Um, On any of these personal anecdotes. Right. Did he? pleasure himself for the duration or i assume he eventually you know got the wow, job done you're asking if he got to completion well i don't care God, about that i but don't what happens know after that like does he just sit there and continue the view <sighs> go out for a dart clearly we didn't need to join you if he finished yeah, God, I, that's, you know what? It's been probably a couple decades since this happened. Right. And it's the first time I wondered if he came. <laughs> Boy, and for you to be the present. the title of today's podcast? <laughs> I might have to abbreviate that one again. That one might be hard to pick up on. Oh, my God. I, and I guess now, if we're talking Never, a couple decades. Because that, like, what if I would have just peeked around while, right while his load was flying through the air? That would have been a different set of circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Didn't even cross my mind. Yeah, we should have done this on the front end, so if that girl I've been talking to ends up listening, <laughs> she would have bored by yeah, now. She would, she would have gone yeah. away. If she's listening at this point, <laughs> God bless you, because this has gotten, this has taken a turn. Yeah, I just can't imagine that he would. Yeah, it didn't even cross my mind. Well, if this was a couple decades ago, we get the threesome girls and him and those people back, and we do Tim's Retrospectica. Oh, my God. Well, the girl who wasn't my significant other, I had multiple, like, group situations with her. I mean, God bless her. She should get a game ball. Yeah, for real. And for real, was super attractive. Uh-huh. And just, like, a like she, as far as, like, her approach on sex was like a guy, you know? Right. Um, I mean, holy shit. And, you know, sporting. So that was great. But then she'd always have these guys. She's the one who had the guy who, when I would walk in front of him, he'd put his hand, you know, like I was like his date. On the small of your back. <laughs> small of my back. And then she's also the one who brought the guy who jacked off in my office chair. Oh, there's a pattern. Yeah. So she kind of has these she's shopping. marks, yeah. you know, is is that, that would be short-term. Yeah, I got to tell you. I mean, I haven't talked with her. I haven't seen her. I don't even know how long. Probably since the aughts. She might be an interesting guest. I mean, <laughs> she prided herself on if she found a hot girl, she didn't care if she was into girls or not. She was going to get her, oh, and she would go yeah. and she would go and do it. And she was hot enough to be able to do it. And God bless her. Yeah, that'd be interesting. There was, there was one girl, and she was doing. I mean, at this point, like in 2005, there weren't enough reality shows. Whereas now, it's like you kind of. I mean, everybody's knows somebody who's been on a reality show mm-hmm. for real. I think I might be in the double digits at this point. And there was a girl who was on a reality show, I can't remember what the name, it was on VH1. Nice. And this girl who brought the guy over, jacked off at the end of my bed, and who uh, brought the guy who would touch the small of my back. God, that one is... Just... <laughs> Which one bothers you more? I'm trying to think, because, like, 
one is like so like it happens. I actually like, am more bothered by the guy touching the small of my back. Right, because like that's which, like isn't that is that the wrong answer? Should you tweet that out from the balloon party? <laughs> that's a, that's a good poll question. That's such a good poll. Um, I, like one is like it happens. They touch the small of your back. You're like, ooh, what was that? And right. you're like, you're like, okay, let's just like maybe that was a one-off thing. And then they do the second time, and it's like, okay, yeah, like it got sound to the, the point alarm. where I said to her. And I got to finish this story. It's important. It really, it actually, for my, for my, on the scale of importance, it's important. By the way, you've never told me who said the word "skewl" before. That we, oh, didn't, that right? we didn't close that loop. Um, that was uh, Maureen McCormick who played Marsha Brady. Skewl. Got it. Thank you. Have you, have you seen the Brady Bunch? No. No, really. God, I would just think. Even, I know. I mean, it was on yeah, before I, know, I, I was born. But I've never seen like Leave It to Beaver either. Um. Yeah, I don't think they said skewl there. Um. But. Uh, so there's this uh, reality show. I feel like I was telling another story, though, and I got sidetracked because I want to make sure I... The fuck was, oh, the small of the back thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I said to her one time, I said, hey, because he was a nice guy. He's fine. And I said to her, I said, hey, is, is he... If he's into guys, that's fine. I just... Right. At the, at the whole thing where we're all in bed together... Now I got it. Yeah, yeah, now it's a little. Now I'm going to view it differently. And hey, that's fine. But I don't know. It's not what I'm looking for. She goes, Why why do you think he's in guys? And I go, Because every time I walk in front of him, he puts his hand on the small of my back like he's going out with me. Like that's. That was at one time considered like the romantic chivalrous ge- gesture for a husband or a boyfriend to do to his little lady, not the guy you're about to have a foursome with. Right, right. Yeah, it's that's um and it would kind of I mean I remember, I remember it happened I remember it happened at the Stag Bar in uh, Sauge. I remember it happening at what was at the time a big deal. Now I don't even know if it's still around. Let me type in in here. You ever heard of the Ghost Bar? <laughs> no. This is in Las Vegas like when they shot the real world. Oh. Uh I mean this is going back to maybe god maybe right around the 2000s. It's got to be gone. Yeah, it's gone. Ghost bar, I guess. Maybe it's not. Oh, it's still around. Holy shit. I mean, that's like two decades. Or maybe it's not. This is in Florida. Fuck it anyway. It was a big bar at the Palms when the Palms was like, were you, I mean, the Maloofs owned the Kings. I mean, this is amazing because like this is all so foreign to you, but this was a part of my life. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're out there thinking there's going to be another foursome and we're walking out of there and she had been making out with my significant other right there. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then we're walking out. I'm like, this is going to be you know, this is what you live for. We're yeah. in Las Vegas. We're gonna have a you know lovely little sapphic evening, and then we're walking out, and then he's then his fucking hands in the small of my back again. And so you go from up here to down there so quickly. Right. It's like you're reminded that like, hey, remember, there's another passenger yeah. on this boat. Yeah. So it got to a point where I go, hey, I think the guy you're going out with might be into guys, or at the very least, me. <laughs> yeah. That that we can make sure of. Because <laughs> that's like I would never do that to anybody. Like I mean, there's anybody. no way. Well, there was the... Now, this predates you as well. Larry Sanders. Uh-huh. So we're in David Duchovny. Did you watch <laughs> With <Yeah>. Gary Chandler. <laughs> One of the strangest yet most brilliant storylines in HBO show histories. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if it was just that. Like, he wasn't he wasn't gay, but he just was really attracted to Gary Shandling. Right, right. <laughs> which, which made it so much better. Right. And it's even better than David Duchovny. <laughs> right. I, it's just perfect. Yeah. That's such a good So point. anyway, I got to make sure I close the loop on this one. Uh, 
so there's this reality show, and and this girl was like a big deal for those who are into the reality shows. I personally didn't think she was all that attractive, but whatever. What the fuck's it matter what I think? And I thought it was on VH1 or MTV. Again, you're like six when this is going on. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, uh, my friend so-and-so, because I gave the name. It's a relatively unique name. Uh, you know, is going to be in St. Louis, and we're all going to hang out. And I go, oh, okay. She goes... She's great, and she loves to fuck girls too. And I go, great. You know, now I'm now I'm engaged. I'm like the reality show. You know, I'm doing the jerk off motion. But then it's like she loves to fuck girls. I go, really? She goes, well, I don't know if she really likes girls, but she really likes me because I'm the first one who made her squirt. And I go, God, wow, what a sentence. (laughs) It could be the title of the podcast. So many titles. Earlier you said Coxman talk, and I can't get that out of my head. That could be the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coxman dog, vicariously, yeah. from the guy who didn't belong at any of these things. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, she would be one hell of an interview. Yeah. I mean, geez, sounds like it. I have so many questions about these gentlemen she was bringing along. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The reality TV thing is such like a mid 2000s thing though. What about now? I feel like it's even more popular now, isn't it? Or maybe it's maybe more of my generation. I just think of like the real housewife stuff and it just, yeah. I like, I want to like vomit. Right. Like I think they're put on, like, I think it's a bigger scale. There is with my history with reality TV is there's a direct correlation to me watching reality TV and also getting laid. If, really? If I'm getting laid, I'm also probably by really? proxy watching reality oh. TV because I would never ever turn on that dribble if I was watching it at home. But ah, I see, I see what you're saying. But if I'm yeah, with yeah, a girl, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get they're it. like, okay. can we put on Love Island? Right. And I'm and, like, oh yeah, I love Love Island. Yeah. And, then, and then you're taking one for the team. I right. follow that. And then the deeper I get in the relationship, the more I reveal how much I hate that shit. Let's see if I can find this girl who squirted. <laughs> God, I can't remember what the name of the show was, but it was like some dating show on VH1 or MTV. Right. I actually, now that you say it, there is way more of them, but there's also way more platforms for there to be those kinds of shows. God. People love that Outer Banks. I know nothing about it. Uh, is that like the like Southern thing? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a TV show or a reality show. People are going to be like upset because I know people love that shit. Um, yeah, God, wouldn't that be interesting if we had these... I actually wouldn't mind doing this. I don't know how my wife would feel about it. Now that I think about it, that probably no. isn't a good idea. Yeah, that would be a d- playing out the hand. Right. Well, that's when because I'm, like- I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, I'll have her in. This will be great." I mean, you don't live here. You list, I don't like, think she lives here anyway. That's when you list like three good things you're like got on the horizon, and then just <laughs> wedge that one in at the end. Hope she forgets about it. Ah, uh, couldn't care. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wonder what I, I'm trying to pull. Let me get inside the head of my wife on this if I were to do it. Why the fuck are you doing that? Okay, whatever. That's what it'd be. Okay, whatever. Right. That's actually it. I, I finally got there. I arrived on the hand. Right. I called out the hand. And ultimately, it's the same. What's the difference between that and go get them, Tiger? Right. Like it's you're the same outcome. Uh, also, closing loops because mm. we're like NASA, just opening bets right. and not right. closing them. Yep. Uh, uh, curious case of Benjamin Button was two thousand and eight. Yep. Yep. So Anne Marie and I. Started our relationship in 2008, and I think one of the first movies we saw was The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Nice. So that is how I knew Long it was haul. in that right, which is why I was happy to bet you on when you were going 2000 and give you a thousand to one. But that probably was a tell that I was strong. Yeah, real quick, I'm just going to do this as fast as you, you found know the possible. girl who squirts. No, um, with uh, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, David Fincher. I'm just going to read off his filmography. It's very short. Okay. Alien Three, okay. Seven, 
The Game, Fight Club, Panic Room, Zodiac, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Social Network, Girl with the Dragon oh, Tattoo. Wow. wow, wow. Gone Girl, Mank, and then he's got a new one coming out this year. That is what I'm talking about, baby. Wow. That is good shit right there. You go seven Fight Club, Panic Room, Zodiac, basically in a row. Unbelievable. So you are you are a fan of this guy, but not a fan of the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. It's the one miss on there, man. I guess the new one hasn't come yeah, out I thought yet. it was going to be really good, and then I remember seeing it, and I didn't think it was that great. No. Here's the thing about this. I think I may have found the squirter, but the thing is, when if you were, were like in your 20s in the aughts, your face looks so fucking different, especially if you're on a reality show. Yeah. Not because of age, but because of the stupid shit you're putting in it. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. So I can't tell if I found her or not. Right. If you're like a mid-2000s reality alumni, you definitely don't look like what oh, you did. Yeah. Look at the whole cast of Jersey Shore. I implore people yeah, right now, yeah, if you're boy. listening at home, to hit pause, type up Jersey Shore then and now, and you'll see just filler upon filler upon filler, even in the guys, especially in the guys, honestly. I heard Courtney Cox on an interview, and she goes, you know, I didn't realize how bad it looked because you just think it's normal, Mm -hmm. and then it took somebody pointing it out to me to wake me up, and I think she's had it all removed. You can Uh, get it removed? Oh, yeah, I believe. I believe. I mean, I'm sitting here talking about this stuff. (laughs) God, maybe I found I don't know. I think I might have found it. I really feel strongly about this. I'm really intrigued by it here. Um, God. And then if I say the show, then it's, right, then it's somebody tough. will inevitably find it, and then it will lead to yeah deductions. And yeah, he- yeah. Uh, headaches for me when I'm just telling a fun little squirting story. <laughs> now that is the title. <laughs> now we're talking. Let's go. There it was. Oh, it finally revealed God. itself. Uh, I was telling a little squirting story. Yeah, fun little squirting story. Yeah. I can't find God. I don't know. No. I know it was a big deal. I know that. The show was. Yeah. And yeah, so this this girl who would bring the guy around, who would put his hand on the small of my back. This is in Vegas where he put the hand? His no, hand? he did it there in Sauge, and I feel like it had to have, I think it happened one time somewhere else when I thought, oh, that has to be a mistake. Right. And so I didn't think anything of it. And then when it happened either in Las Vegas or Sauge, I'm like, okay, this guy always is putting his hand on the small of my back. If I was his boss and he did that to me, I might fire him. Oh, my God. That might be grounds for dismissal. It, it could happen once. Fuck. It could happen once. And I would make an excuse why. I'm and then when, it, then, then when it happened the third time, hmm. I think I text her. And I go, okay, I got to tell you something. I said, I think the guy you're going out with, I think he might be into guys. Right. Well, why do you say that? Because he keeps putting his hand on the small of my back anytime I walk in front of him. Like I'm a, like I'm a little dainty little yeah boyfriend I mean, for him. I think the next step would just be open mouth kissing you square on the face. God Almighty! Because like what would be like what's the like what's the next step up from small? That's something you do with a female. Yeah, like a tiny little female too. Right, like when I you're think. you're walking into right. the pub and you just get yeah. put your hands right, hundred percent restaurant. Them in. Absolutely, hold the door open. You guide them in. You don't yeah, do that's that with what he's doing. Me. We're not we're not about to go. You know, right. engage in sapphic play. Right. It'd be one thing if fun was, with group sex. Yeah, it's like one thing if he's just like a friend of a friend and he does that, but you knew. No, going and he into worked it. like in construction too. It was so. Man, now it's getting off. Erotic. Right. Um, it was so off. But you knew you were gonna go engage in coitus afterwards. So I'm in a good place mentally. Like my 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 synapses are you know on full. I mean I'm in the best place, mm-hmm. the best. And then all of a sudden, and there's the hand on the small of my back, and you're going, God. 
I now in the back of my mind, is this guy going to, you know, reach over in the middle of this? And now I got a situation. You would be wrong. And I not would to not, think. hey, you know, whatever. To each their own. We don't kink shame whatever anybody's into. God bless America. I couldn't care less. For me, even in the, like, I had a guy jacking off at the end of the bed in, the, in my office chair. We just, we just, we focused on the task right. at hand. But. If this was going on, and all of a sudden, then I felt his hand, the hairs on his hand, touch me <laughs> while this is going on. At that moment, I know I'm out. Yeah. hundred percent. Start kicking and flailing. Oh, my God. Get me out and of That there. didn't happen. God, how do we get to this? How do we get to this? How did, how did it come back to this? Because we talked about the threesome in Little Rock and how uh, the stupid things yeah. I've done. And then we talked about the threesome in Entourage. A fun little squirting story. And then it turned into a fun little squirting story. And yeah, I think we've officially closed all our bets. All right. I feel like we've done it. And we better stop sooner, otherwise we're going to open three yeah, I know, more something up. Little, yeah, I really would be curious, like, I don't know, like to talk to some of these, but that's there's just zero upside. I mean, all I'm doing is like offering the audience into my really fucking weird world and past with like, what's the payoff? Sound like, you know... Enterprise is going to go, hey, we hear Tim's going to have the girl who made the reality star from 2006 squirt on. We're interested in sponsoring that one. I'd like to see that one sheet. <laughs> Best of luck, covered sales. Chew on this one. See if you can sling this one out to hey, the hey, Tim, before you have her on, we have this out to express scripts yeah. and to Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. Boeing's interested. And the Cardinals are considering it since things haven't gone well this year. Right. So before you have you release the episode. All right. Just let's see if we can't attach some on the front end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, why the fuck would I do it? Yeah. But I, I would legitimately, I'd be curious. And I don't know what to say to the guy who would put his hand on the small of my back. I don't remember his name. The only question is why. Right. And like, is he I, still doing that? That's, like, that was my 15 next years thing. later, is yeah. he still, you know, putting his hand on the small guy's backs when they walk in front of him? I mean, at some point, some guy yeah. who's probably a little bit bigger than me go, would have to go, hey, man, yeah, what enough, are we doing that's here? Enough of that. <laughs> maybe that's like his move. Maybe that's like his what thing. Move is, what's the goal, though? I don't, just to like be a tender friend. Because <laughs> otherwise, why in God's name would you do something like that? I like, like, who, I don't know. Who do you think of a door. man's man? Who do you think of as a man's man? Who's a man's man? He's certainly out of uh, mainstream consciousness, but I always think of Alec Baldwin. Like, Alec Baldwin to me is like such like a man's man. I think of Sam Elliott. Yeah, well, that's a little on the nose. <laughs> that's on the nose. Well, isn't that good? Yeah. I mean, what are we looking for? Like, a, like yeah, you're like, right. Alec you're Baldwin's right. like a dumpy, you know. Yeah, but you see his arm hair. That's a man. Okay, well, right you're there. based on arm. I mean, Sam Elliott's got the. You just feel like. I mean, I don't know, but I feel like he would have like Wilt Chamberlain kind of numbers. Well, he's probably been married for 50 years and is a family man. I'm sitting here attaching this to him. Either way, let's say it's Sam Elliott at the ghost bar, <laughs> and this guy puts the, his hand on the small Sam Elliott's back as they're going to have a foursome. Ooh. How do you think Sam Elliott would have responded to that? Similarly to his entire performance <laughs> in The Big Lebowski, he would have got really existential and appeared out of nowhere. And yeah, uh, 78 years old. I, the first picture I came up with him was that mustache. He's not a man's man without a mustache. Oh, is that right? Really? Right. Yeah, he is, it is so different. It's wow. jarring, honestly, how much different he looks without it. Oh, wow. You're but, right. I just pulled up that picture. Yeah. Scorsese like eyebrows. But uh, he, uh, 
yeah, he's a man's man. That's a good call. But yeah, I get what you're saying. If someone, like if you right. were to do that to someone not named you. Right. You know, and he has been married for 40 years. Look at me. Yeah. Catherine Ross. God Look bless the happy God couple. Um, but yeah, that would not play well. Plus he's like probably 6'6". Six, six. Oh, Sam Elliott's a tall drink of water? I think he is. He towered over Bradley Cooper in A Star really? is Born. Yeah. I wonder how tall he actually is. I'm going to guess 6'3", because they always make 6'2". Okay. They always, like, look taller in the movies. And they have to cast people based on the same height. I noticed that. I was watching A Few Good Men the other night. Good. So good. So, okay. Because you're going to so, say bad on that. We're no, gonna have to that's scrap. like Sorkin in his, deep in his bag. Um, And I'm like... Boy, Kevin Pollock, who I used to play, I didn't play poker with, but I'd play in the World Series of Poker, and he'd be in playing the same day, and I'd see him. And he was on the show one time, um, which was also weird. And I'm like, yeah, there's a guy who kind of just went nowhere, you know? Character actor. Yeah, yeah. Big character actor. But he's super short. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And it doesn't surprise me that he was paired with Tom Cruise, because Tom Cruise is super short, and so for that role in A Few Good Men. Right. And then Demi Moore, who, for real... Maybe my all-time favorite as far as beauty goes. Wow, Demi Moore. Yeah. Well, you know, I could. I mean, yeah. I mean, just she's kind of got. Now, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what we're talking about. And she was in that prime right then. And I think she's also got some sport. Like I, I bet she probably has made some reality star squirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree with you there. Yeah, the dark hair and the blue eyes, and I think, you know, there's some good things going on. Yeah, who uh, she married to? She was with Ashton his... Kutcher, and they were having threesomes left and right. Really? Yeah. And then he divorced yeah. her to be with Mila Kunis? Shout out to Ashton Kutcher. This one goes out to Ashton Kutcher. Oh, what he's a, listening. What a run. Yeah. That's oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Was he ever with Brittany Murphy when they did that movie, May She Rest in Peace? I remember that that was talked about at that oh, time. Okay, because that's a, that's, a, that's a triple play of... Well, of historic proportions. Yeah, that's strong. That's strong. Because I think Mila Kunis is about as good as it gets, too. See, of, of those three, I'd go to be more. Wow. How do you like that? How do you like that? To me, more probably 10 years older than Mila Kunis, if I had to guess. I will go over 10 years. Yeah. What do we got? She's 60, and there's no way Mila Kunis is 50. 50 no. So I bet I'll say Mila Kunis is 41. I'll say 45. 39. That was way off. 39 years old for Mila Kunis. And I don't think Mila Kunis has made a reality star squirt, right? Doubtful, but her and Natalie Portman, if you want to talk about all time. Yeah, but I mean, that's a mainstream. Okay, I guess we got to engage. You know, same thing with like Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger spitting on his hand. I mean, hey, you got to do what you got to do. This is a mainstream picture. But hey, it's another thing. Let's say we're at the Viper Room. Right. And I see her and she looks good. Let's take her back for a little threesome, Ashton. That's the kind of thing I'm looking for. Not like, oh, well, the director says action and now I'm right, tripping. Right, right, right. You want real. I want real. You want to suspend. That's why you didn't like that one uh, stag starlet telling you that, uh, that they're really not. Real. No, yeah, they're not. No, into they've it. all told me that. <laughs> yeah, that really pisses you off. You say that in Caden Cross, <laughs> Ariana Marie, across the board. Yeah. It's and like, then Janie the lesbian, like a real life lesbian. <laughs> she goes, well, when you really like the girl, it's actually good, but it's more emotional. It doesn't feel good. I'm going, boy, i got to tell you, I've seen a lot of tripping scenes, and it looks like it feels good. Yeah, let's go. They're mm. convincing. It's great. Anything else? <laughs> Anything else before we go? <laughs> All right, that'll do it. I feel good about this one. I really do. It starts off with talk on Nolan Arnato, and it ends with reality stars squirting. Yep. I, this is we've, this was... we've cut, this is what, do you know who you know who emailed me? Uh, I think I may have said this. Oh, yeah, you told me. James Carlton. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I said it. I, if I would have said it on TMA, it would be awkward. Um... But he was. he had a long flight. I think he was going overseas. And he goes, any way you can record another QFTA or two, I've got an eight-hour flight. 
and uh, and I really want to listen to more QFTA. And I go, wow, that's that's what as a sponsor, that's wonderful, and it's, it's and we certainly can do it. Um, we just gotta, we just the emailers, they just, it's kind of like you with the little piddles, six shooter, and whatever. You just gotta get a light the fire, and then once the fire, then then it just starts burning in in no particular direction. Such as. Is that, is that an Oppenheimer reference? I haven't seen the picture. Chain Reaction, creates the bomb, it? yeah. You're telling me I need to see that film. I would really, and I would really suggest seeing it in a theater. I know that's tough with children, but especially for well, three-hour Well, yeah, hour I mean, I'm movie. not taking... Well, no, no, right. no. They would not. I don't know if your they sons enjoy, would get enjoyment out right. of it. No. Uh, all right, time for us to go for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.